It is time to dig deep with Stacy and Stacy, a podcast for anyone hungry for God and willing to tackle today's relevant issues with authentic conversations inspired by Holy Scripture, prayer, and devotion to the sacraments. Hosted by two Texas gals who went to the same country Baptist church as little girls, had crazy lives, and found each other again decades later as Catholic convert wives and moms. Get ready, y'all. They're fixing to get real. Hi, I'm Stacy Tresenkos. And I'm Stacy Farquharson. This is season two of the Stacy and Stacy podcast with episode nine on the date of September 22nd, 2022, 222s. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, and we encourage you to please, uh, if you like what we're saying, share it with your friends, share it on social media, um, pass the links around. We have uh, lots of ways to watch the podcast on all the all the main platforms, Spotify, iTunes, um, Google, all that. So uh, we encourage you to share, share it and um, pass it around. Today, after the scripture reflection, which Stacy's going to do in just a second, we're going to talk about a very difficult topic, um, transgenderism, about the terminology, about what you can start to do if you have a child or a loved one or a friend who is saying that he or she is transgender, um, just as a matter of empathy and trying to understand where they're coming from, even if we don't agree with it. Yeah. So that is the nature of the talk today. Some difficult stuff. But first, I know Stacy is going to start us out with prayer and scripture. <laughs> and I'm so glad for that. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Well, let's just, uh, let's just pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Lord, Amen. we thank you so much for this day, we thank you for loving us in spite of us. We thank you that you are in the middle of all of our chaos. You're right here with us. I thank you for seeing us in all of our good, bad, and ugly. I thank you for still loving us in the midst of. And I just ask, Lord, that you open the eyes of our understanding that we would comprehend your scriptures. I pray, Father, that you would give us fresh eyes to see you and ears to hear. And in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Okay. Thank you, um, Stacy. <laughs> I, I just you are you are so good at praying. You're just like the best prayer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I just want to also encourage you guys to grab the word. I call it the word. Grab your Bible, the scriptures, spend some time with the Lord today. Read it for yourself. But today we are going to, we're going to be in Ecclesiastes. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, this is kind of a long reading, but, uh, and, it, and it's going to take some unpacking. So hang in there. Vanity of vanities, says Koheleth. Vanity of vanities. All things are vanity. What profit has man from all the labor which he toils at under the sun? One generation passes and another comes, but the world stays forever. The sun rises and the sun goes down. Then it presses on to the place where it rises, blowing now toward the south, then toward the north. The wind turns <laughs> again and again, resuming its rounds. All rivers go to the sea, yet never does the sea become full. To the place where they go, the rivers keep on going. All speech is labored. There is nothing one can say. 
The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor is the ear satisfied with hearing. What has been, that will be. What has been done, that will be done. Nothing is new under the sun. Even the thing of which we say, see, this is new, has already existed in the ages that preceded us. There is no remembrance of the men of old, nor of those to come. Will there be any remembrance among those who come after them? Woo. Fine. Man. <laughs> what, what a reading. I tell you what, it, it just sounds so um, almost like a huge drama filled pity mm -hmm. party. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and and Co Kohela, I actually looked that up and listened to how you did very good. It. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't it, have known. Yeah, I had I had to figure that one out. But yeah. it's uh it's it's one who teaches. It means teacher. So okay. Thank yeah. you. Um and that expression vanity of vanities is it just means to the greatest degree of uselessness and emptiness. I mean, wow. it's just like one translation says meaningless, meaningless. So it's not very encouraging, but I know that I'm not the only one that's had a pity party. I mean, I can relate to this because I've had pity parties. I've thrown myself yeah. huge pity parties before. Like, What's uh, the point of it all? Yeah. Well, what difference does it make? I mean, uh -huh. I'm sure we've all said that. Um, nothing matters. Who cares anyway? I mean, why am I doing this? Nobody's going to care anyway. I mean, right. I've said it all. <laughs> so, and I don't know if maybe he was having a bad day. I don't know what provoked this dialogue, but he is, um, most people agree that King Solomon is the one who wrote this book and he's David's son. The first, very first verse in the uh, chapter says, the words of Koheleth, son of David, king in Jerusalem. So they, they say that King Solomon wrote it. And he is the one that God asked him, what, what would you like? And he asked for wisdom. He And he was a very wise king. Um, but I just want to, you know, kind of throw this out there. Keep it in your back pocket. Just kind of food mm -hmm. for thought. When someone's giving us counsel or when we are, you know, counseling someone, giving that mm -hmm. well-intended advice. I think all counsel is, yeah. for the you know, most part, well-intended. Yes. There's always that filter we keep talking about. And I just kind of wanted to explain it a little bit more because it's like a, a filter that we have to be mindful of. It, it can be clogged. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we're all human. We all have current circumstances, emotions, past experiences. There's wounds, there's unforgiveness, pain. All those things can cl clog this filter that we see through when we see the world or when we see somebody else's circumstances or when we see our own circumstances. Um, so sometimes when we speak, we speak through this clogged filter and what mm -hmm. we say can become tainted. And it, it's not like I said, it's all well intended, but we just have to pray. Keep that in mind. Lift everything up to the Lord. Even when we receive good counsel, you know, it tells us to, to seek godly counsel, but we just want to make sure that we pray about it. Mm -hmm. um, if someone told you everything was meaningless, I mean, you'd probably be concerned about that person if they mm -hmm. said life is just empty. I mean, I would be if I said it. I hope you'd 
Facebook yeah. message me, ask me if I'm okay. You're like, are you an atheist now, Stacey? <laughs> yeah. But there is a little bit of truth to this because yeah. life is fleeting, right? I mean, we're fleeting, only yes. for a short time. So yeah. in, in the whole scope of eternity, as a matter of fact, Psalm 39, um, chapter 39, verses five and six says, Lord, let me know my end and the number of <laughs> days left to me. Show me how fleeting my life is. You have allotted me a short span of days. My life is nothing in your sight. Human existence is a mere breath. So that is David writing in the psalm. So yeah. if David is Solomon's dad, and you go back and read all of Psalm 39, you can see that the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Perfect. So he goes on to say, what profit has man from all the labor which he toils at under the sun? I mean, if it's meaningless, what's the point of us working all the time? We're working our fingers to the bones for nothing. Uh -huh. And you know what you get when you work your fingers to the bones? Bony, Bony fingers. fingers. That's right. <laughs> I got it right. <laughs> That's, That's right. Good. Okay. So um, there's another scripture in Mark that says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world yeah. and forfeit his very life? I love that one. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we have to keep working. We have to keep moving forward. We pursue our dreams, pressing into all that God has for us, but we just don't trade our soul for worldly accomplishments. I mean, we have to be mindful of what we're pursuing and why. And like Paul tells us in Philippians, he presses on towards that finish line to win the heavenly prize to which God has called. So it goes on to say, um, one generation passes and another mm -hmm. comes. And when I read that, I remember a phrase that I heard um, from cradle to coffin. Okay. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah. Yeah. Conception to natural about, death. Yeah. And you talk about how we are just marching on towards death. You've said that uh -huh. a couple of yeah, times. I know. Every day is a march <laughs> towards the end of your life. Yeah. <laughs> but our days are numbered and mm -hmm. the next generation will take over when we're gone. So yeah. I know all this sounds negative up to now. Mm -hmm. But here's where it gets exciting. Here's where it really speaks to me. Yes, the next generation will take over when we're gone. And that is why our lives are so important mm -hmm. and meaningful. Because there are things we need to pass on to the next generation while we're still here. There is a purpose for us being here. There are books to be written. There are lessons to be shared. There mm -hmm. are examples to live out. There is a reason we're here. As a matter of fact, Deuteronomy 11 says, therefore, you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul, bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be on the frontlets between your eyes. You are to teach them to your children. You shall talk of them when you're sitting in your home, when you're walking along the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. This is how we passed on information for years and years and years. This is why we know what we know today. Mm -hmm. Because people have shared. It says, bind these words to you, hang on to them and share them with the next generation, share them with your children. And I don't know. I mean, maybe we need to figure out how to do a better job of this because yeah. this world seems to be going sideways. I, I mean, it's so important. There is so much to do. If we skip down a little bit, it talks about what has been done. That will be what has uh what has been, that will be. What has been done, will, will that will be done. It That kind of reminds me of case, sera, sera, whatever will be, will be, <laughs> right. you know. But 
speaking of vain and, and, and everything being for nothing, I remember one time I was sitting in a church meeting and I might have shared this story the first season, but it just kind of I think of it again as I'm reading these scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, I was getting really pumped up. I was getting all fired up. I was hearing about how everyone was struggling and all these people were being attacked by the enemy. And I just had this this rage growing in me, this this tenacity growing in me. And I just inside my head, I'm yelling, Lord, use me. Help, let me help. Don't let what I've been through in vain, Lord. Let's go kick some devil booty. <laughs> yeah. just like, come on, let's do something. I remember that. <laughs> but I feel oh, like the Lord go. said to me in that moment, don't let what I've been through yeah. be in vain. And I understood this to mean at the time that he had paid a high price for me, right? He had he had paid for my healing and he wanted me to be healed from those past things that we talked about before that clog our filters, those past hurts, traumas mm-hmm. and wounds. Because as we've said before, Stacy, hurting people hurt people. If we're not healed from these things, then when we try to give that well-intended advice mm-hmm. and counsel, yeah. it can come out as tainted. So yeah. he Guilty. wants me to be healed. He wants you to be healed. He wants us to speak from a place of healing so that he can use us. And so that, what we've been through, because we've all been through it, but so that what we've been through won't be in vain. So that what the enemy had meant for evil, like we said the other day, God's going to bring good out of it. And so that, I love the so that's in the Bible, but and so that he (laughs) didn't endure in vain Mm -hmm. because he paid a high price for us. So if there are any unhealed or open wounds that you're dealing with, um, I just encourage you to seek healing for those hurts and mm-hmm. pray and surrender them to the Lord and um, just give him like we've talked about. Give him your good, bad and ugly and just yeah. let him lead you through that healing process. Um, it's going to look different for everybody. Everybody's situation's different. And, you know, you and I could go through the same trauma and it's going to affect us each differently because we're right. differently. So God knows exactly what you need to be healed from what you've gone through. So one last thing, and uh, you know, maybe there isn't anything new under the sun, but let me reassure <laughs> you, there will be, a, there'll never be, never be another you. You are irreplaceable. You are needed. God loves you. God wants you. You are the only you that ever was or ever will be. And like we keep saying, God has a plan and a purpose for you to give you a future with hope. And that means there is meaning Mm -hmm. and it. okay, it's fleeting. But let that motivate us. Mm -hmm. There is meaning and there is much to do. And if it's fleeting, then let's get to it. That's right. Kick some booty. Get out there and kick some booty. (laughs) (laughs) That is so... um... So fitting with the topic that we want to talk about today. Th- thank you, Stacy. I always enjoy listening to your scripture reflections and your prayer because <clears throat> um, you, you have such good insights, some, such real insights, you know, such loving insights. And the topic that we're, we, we've been wanting to talk about transgenderism for a while. Um, it, it's a very pressing issue for a lot of people mm-hmm. today. 
but it's hard to talk about. Okay. Yeah. And, and I said on the podcast a few um, episodes ago that, that I do have a child right now who has, who has said um, that, that is transgender. I'm not even going to use a pronoun because I don't know which one to use <laughs> that this child is transgender. And, and it, and it's been, so if you've got a child like that, you're not alone. There's a lot of us dealing with that right now. If you have friends or family, or even if you're just worried about this issue in our culture, um, we've got to talk about it and we've got mm -hmm. to talk about it as Catholics more than just saying, Oh, that <clears throat> that's just a bunch of crazy talk. They're all wrong. They're all in sin. Um, th this, is, this can't be, you can't change gender. That's it's wired in your DNA. You got XY chromosome or XX chromosomes and all of your cells have your gender built into you. We can say that till we're blue in the face and we should say it. We should talk about it. Um, we should teach that, but it's not, I don't think, I don't find in my own life, it's not enough. Um, because the preaching and finger wagging is only going to get you so far. It's a rule without a relationship. And yeah. Stacy taught us that that leads to rebellion mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. today what we want to talk about, Stacy said something to me the other day when we were discussing, talking about this, that was, that helped me a lot. She's like, you know, this is not our generation. Spe speaking of the readings we were doing, mm -hmm. it's not. This generation is different. And a lot of our kids just think we're old fashioned when we talk about two genders. Mm -hmm. And that's what they've been told. They're not, they don't go out and try to be bad. They don't go out and try to do something wrong. That's what they've been told by our culture. I don't care if you go to Catholic school. It's still what the kids hear in the culture. Yeah. It's really hard to protect them from that. And if you do protect them, then that, you know, at some point that can backfire on you. So they're not, they're not doing it to be rebellious. They're doing it because they've honestly been presented with this landscape of gender identity that is absolutely foreign to people like us from our generation generations going by. It's absolutely foreign. So today, um, Stacy, what Stacy had said was that gender for them is in their mind and, and sex, like what sex are you male, female is between their legs, you know, their, their anatomy mm -hmm. and they, and they totally separate those two things. Mm -hmm. They like to us, it's incomprehensible how you could separate those things because we all want to say, you can't just say in your mind what you want to be and it, and that becomes reality. You you can't just do that. But that's exactly what they do on the internet when they make avatars and things. You know, like when Stacy and I make an avatar, we try to make it look like us, like the avatar conforms to yeah. our reality. <laughs> but when kids make avatars, they become anything they want to become. Mm -hmm. And and that's part of that mindset that you can say what you want to be. Mm -hmm. And then it makes it makes the terminology really confusing because then you you can be looking at somebody dressed in pink with bows in the hair yeah, and makeup on. And if you call that person a she, you could be committing some great offense. It's like, how am I supposed to know? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, could y'all please like tattoo it on your forehead then? Because how are we supposed to know? And this isn't just among kids. This is even like at university, university where I teach. It's now appearing on everybody's email. What? what genders they want to be used. So it, it's, it's, yeah. it's all over the place. Mm -hmm. 
so we have to try to figure it out. Stacy, you're really good with the empathy part. Well, you know, when you were talking about the avatar, I I got my hair lightened not too long ago, and I and immediately went it. out and changed it. <laughs> I, like, I noticed that. Hair. <laughs> That's right. And you said something else, Stacey. You said, you know, if we try to protect them too much, then that can backfire on us. And it's like, that's so true. I mean, you can't lock them up. You can't protect them from everything out there. I mean, they have to be able to function in this world and we can't just lock them up. But but we have to be able to create an atmosphere where we can have conversations with them, where we can teach them, where we can speak truth mm -hmm. into their lives. And, and my grandmother used to tell me when I was little that, and this is probably where I get all these little country sayings, I guess, because my grandmother <laughs> used to tell me you can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, people respond to politeness, kindness, um, smiles, genuine concern. You know, I've said so many times, people don't care what you know till they know that no, you care. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. I mean, they're going to, they're going to repel or they're going to push you away. They're going to run from you mm -hmm. if they think that you are, you know, condescending or judgmental, or if you are not genuine and, and I'll, I'll say, OK, so I, I struggle with this because I try to I try to be loving. I try to to be kind. I, I do. I, I try to be nice, whatever word you want to throw in there. But sometimes it comes across and it comes across as pity because mm -hmm. and it's sometimes I can just feel their frustration. I feel their yeah. rejection. I feel the pain that they're in. Yeah. I feel that confusion. I feel that, that loss and what that they feel lost. I, I, sometimes I, I, I just, I want to love them. I want to hug them, but it comes across bad. It doesn't come yeah. across. Um, and I hate that because they don't want that. They don't want to feel, they don't want to be pitied. They don't want my condescending or uh, condescending any, they just want to be understood. They want to be seen. Mm -hmm. They want to be heard. And so that can backfire on me. And, yeah. um, and then sometimes if I'm doing it to where, you know, they do feel loved, <laughs> it takes, it takes a little bit of time to get there. Right. I mean, it takes a little bit of time for someone to feel that you're genuine. Um, you may have to work at that a little bit. And by the time I get there, sometimes the conversation ends and I don't have a chance to speak the truth in love like the Bible tells us to. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not the right time to do it. Sometimes yeah. it's just about building that rapport. And I have to pray that God brings them back around, gives me another opportunity or the next person they run into, you know, that, that something will happen there, that they'll be able to receive better from the next person. I mean, I just have to say, you know, I have to trust God. He's the healer, not me. He's the savior, not me. I just do my part. I just try to love them. But but I'm working on that. I'm working yeah. on that because I know that sometimes it doesn't come across like I want it to. And I don't mean for it to be, to be uh, anything pretty. other than genuine. Vanity but, of vanities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it and it and I'm struggling with that too because I, I want to be empathetic, but I also feel sometimes attacked by the transgender, the LGBT community. I feel like they're not willing to listen and empathize with our point of view at all. 
And so um, I, it, it makes us, I think a lot of Catholics feel that way. It makes us very cautious in what we say in the beginning. So right. taking Stacy's advice on empathy, because you're very empathetic and, and taught. And when you said that, like, this is how they view the world. I thought, well, you know, maybe it's useful to try to learn some of the terminology they're using. Understanding it does not mean you agree with it. Right. But if you're going to con converse with somebody, you've got to understand it. One of the first things I just want to get out of the way, Tom Nash wrote a great Q&A for Catholic Answers <clears throat> on the church's position on transgenderism. Obviously, the, the church does not recognize that you can actually change your gender and that you shouldn't do the violence to your body of, of losing organs or changing your anatomy for a sex change. But he also says, if you know somebody who's already done that, the, the church has not asked them to reverse it to be right. like, so you shouldn't press them to do it. Just let it go. Mm -hmm. And he also said another helpful thing is he thinks it's, and this is, a, this is his opinion. So you don't have to agree with Tom or us or anybody, but he thinks it's fine just to use their preferred name. Okay. So, so for my child that changed the name, it's hard for me because th there's a name I gave this child at birth and that's how I know this child. And mm -hmm. for this child to say, I have a new name now, it feels like a death or a betrayal. Um, it doesn't feel good. And so that's just an emotion, but I think it is okay to use the name. I have a much harder time using the changed pronoun because mm -hmm. I feel like I'm lying. Then I feel like I'm going along with a lie, but a name. Okay. So if that helps you at all, it, it's, you know, don't press them to undo something that's already done. Don't make an issue about the name. What did you I say looked, a second ago, Stacey? You said just use it as a, like a. A, a nickname. <laughs> just tell yourself it's a nickname. And that kind of <laughs> helps me. That way, I you know, in my phone, I still have the contact with the name I gave the child. <laughs> so when the child calls, it's like, oh, that's so-and-so. But then I use the nickname. Um, <laughs> and But that may be a happy medium, you know, a way a way to just put down that fight and move forward. But I got, based on what this advice you gave, Stacey, I went and looked up just some of these terminologies. So everybody, listen, if you're just tuning in to our podcast and you're like, why are they going through all these transgender terminologies? <laughs> are they telling us we have to? No, we're talking about empathy. We're talking about, hey, if you don't know the words, you're not going to get very far. And, and just like the scripture reading today said, Nothing is new under the sun. What has been done, that will be done. What has been done, that will be done. Mm -hmm. um, this We say this is new, but it's all preceded us. So take that to mean there are always these difficulties in each generation. So this is just for some generational empathy. Here's some words. I, found, I put, there's a link in our show notes, but terminology. So for children, kids today, this is, this is what they're thinking. Again, don't have to agree. Just understand the words they're using. Sex, like you said, Stacy, is the birth classification. General, and I'm reading from a mental health care guide for the transgender patient. Sex is the birth classification, generally male or female. I, I think always male or female, <laughs> based on gender-specific anatomy. So there can be some anomalies where you know the anatomy is not clear. That has happened. It's rare. But it's based on the chromosomes XX, XY. That's sex, okay? Birth classification, biology, anatomy. That's sex, chromosomes. Intersex, new word to me, 
is used to describe an individual with ambiguous gender-specific anatomy and or chromosomal makeup. So there can be those. Those are the anomalies. Gender is a totally different word. They always used it synonymous with sex. Right. It's a social or psychological construct and expectation held for individuals based on their assigned sex. So this is what transgender kids want to do. They don't want to go along with the psychological and social constructs of their birth classification. Does that make any sense? No. Gender, <laughs> I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Just don't answer. Gender identity. So we got sex, gender, gender identity. It is the internalized sense of gender. The internalized sense of gender. This may, in the mind, like Stacy said, this may correlate with assigned sex, and that makes you cisgender. This may conflict with assigned sex, that makes you transgender, or be represented in varying degrees below. And there's like 200 words for the varying degrees. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. <laughs> so that's the gender identity. It's fluid to them. Yeah. But it's all in your mind and it can change from one day to the next. And that's what makes it so dangerous. They can't be getting offended if we use the wrong pronoun when it's a it's a it's a it's a toss it's in the if they're saying it's fluid, if they're saying it's fluid, then they can't be upset with us for not knowing what they're feeling that day. Exactly. Oh, thank you. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> you need to write this paper because you're <laughs> making it much clearer. Okay. Sexual orientation. I think we've heard that one before. So it's different from gender identity, gender expression. No, no, I, I skipped one. Gender expression. So we got sex, gender, gender identity. Now we have gender expression. It is the external expression of gender identity. Clothing, hair, behavior, voice, body, morphology, as well as the use of the preferred names and pronouns. So someone, someone could be a biological male, and this biological male could identify as mostly female as a gender, and the, the male could still dress in boys' clothes, and, and you might still be expected to use a female pronoun. Like between sex, gender, gender identity, gender expression, all that gets confused. Yeah. Then we get to sexual orientation. Okay. This is a person's physical, romantic, emotional, and sexual attraction to another person. So that gets even more confused. So it's that's even different from what they're identifying as, what they're expressing in their clothing, what they're biologically are, and what their orientation is. So you literally can have a young woman who identifies as a man who's in a relationship with a biological man and and uh and 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 maybe you want to say well are they like a homosexual couple then or are they it's it's confusing it's very confusing yeah transgender is a person whose gender identity and expression differ so we get that cisgender or people like me and stacy yeah. like we look like girls our biology is girls i mean well okay we women <laughs> Hey, maybe we should just in our we, maybe we should identify as twenty year olds. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, but not dress like it. Uh, so, no. and then there's gender nonconforming. That means when one's gender does not conform to the social expectations, the femininity or masculinity of their biology. 
non-binary identities. So this is genderqueer, neutrios, a bunch of others, like I said, their gender identity can be fluid. Mm. And then there's the transitioning, the process when a person begins to alter their sex and, and begin expressing their gender identity. And so those, just to give you an idea of, of how far this has gone. And I'm reading this from a paper that was written to ment for mental health care for the child and adolescent transgender patient. So last thing I'm going to say, Stacey, so, and I'm going to turn it over to you um, before we wrap up. This is for real guys. Okay. My child, when I had the conversation about Catholic teaching and God made you the biology that you are for a reason, let's figure out who you're meant to be. When I had that conversation with my child, the very next thing we did was set up a Christus account. So Christus is our healthcare system here. It's a Catholic healthcare system. We go to the Christus um, login page where you set up your patient profile. What do you think is there? What do you think is there on the Catholic um, hospital patient profile right after I give this beautiful Catholic teaching to my struggling teenager? It says, what is your gender assigned at birth, male, female? What gender do you identify with? The Catholic hospital sign up page for the patient um, profile is asking these questions. And my child looked at me and said, see, I told you. Oh, wow. And so I'm like, I, I literally threw my hands up. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Alrighty then. So guys, it, it is everywhere. And if you're 50 something like us and not quite sure what to do, I think we at least need to learn how to talk to them and give them some guidance and love them. Like you said, Stacey. Yes. Yeah. Well, I just, I just have, I just want to say that when I said that sex is between the legs and gender is between the ears, I was actually watching, um, watching someone try to explain like what, what you just did go mm -hmm. through the terminology and it was an interview and the interviewer was genuine and very sincere trying to understand. Yeah. And this person was trying to explain and they actually said that. And it actually, it kind of helped me understand where they were, where, where they were coming from. It's still yeah. confusing. Um, I'm glad that you went through all that. And I'm glad you're going to put that link in the notes because it, if you are really interested in, you know, want to go back, you may have to read through that again because it is mm -hmm. a lot. Um, I just want to, ha I have one, one scripture that I want okay. to. Okay. Thank uh, you, Stacey. <laughs> First Corinthians 14, tells us that God is not the author of confusion but of yeah. peace. So peace. I just, you know, there is a lot of confusion in the world today. And I just mm -hmm. want everyone to know that God is not the author of that. No. Blowing now toward the South, then toward the North, <laughs> the wind turns again and again, <laughs> resuming its rounds. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. Yes. I'm Stacy Tresankos. And I'm Stacy Farquharson. Until next time. If you are interested in bringing Stacy and Stacy to your parish or study group for a retreat or a talk, they would love to come liven things up and keep it real. Please see stacyandstacy.site for more information.